No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. podcast contains mature content the views and opinions expressed by the co-host are not necessarily those of the host listener discretion is advised ladies and gentlemen welcome to the smack and raw podcast episode 158 i am your host the warden matt ritter and i am here today with my co-hosts that's right you heard me right my co-host first uh jordy laforge from star trek <laughs> aka Sir Cusslot, a.k.a. Travis Pointer, a.k.a. The Dragon King, a.k.a. Big T, a.k.a. Sweet T, a.k.a. T-Money, a.k.a. Black Merlin, a.k.a. The HNIC. What's happening? And officially, as of today, co-host here on the Smack and Raw podcast, formerly of the Smack Raw podcast, uh, Sexy Vince. Vince, how you doing? Well, what is up, Matt? I'm going to get you to change I, I... your at from SES Vince to Sexy Vince why <laughs> where did because that you're not straight edge anymore i've i've seen you drink it doesn't you're not part of the society anymore so we got to change it and I we can, know you gang bang again. all day we know how you roll so sexy events sexy events i don't know if that'll catch on but uh sure i'll own it for now i'll i'll wait until i get like five more nicknames from you in like a couple weeks but uh thanks for having me on the show guys thanks you for having me as a third co-host on the show i'm very excited to be part of the team well travis uh never was really supposed to be a permanent co-host like when he gave me the show it was supposed to be oh i'll come on when i feel like it and you and your co-host do shit and then my co-host bailed uh Mm -hmm. and travis has just been doing it so when you became available on the free agent pool i was like fuck yeah let me grab him up real quick asked you off the waiver wire (laughs) real quick and now travis can uh, take as much time off as he wants it's not going to disturb anything that's the thing. It won't be me taking time off. It'll be you putting my time elsewhere on other shit with Creation World. So it's just, it just opens me up to do other shit. That's all. Hey, which is perfect, man. And I actually like almost immediately replace this with something else I have to do every week. So it's anyway. <laughs> we are back after a two week hiatus, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to kick this episode off the same way we kick off every single episode. Please. Go to my Twitter at Matt Ritter, that is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R, and there you guys will find the link to What a Maneuver, where you can get your Young Kings Wrestling Black Lives Matter merch, which is very important with what is going on in the world today, because uh, shit's fucked up here in America. All yep. sorts of fucked up. It's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. I had to block, like, not even arguing, talking, nothing, just blocked a shit ton of people on Twitter for a bunch of bullshit including today um it's still going on but as everyone knows there was an assault on the capitol uh the soon-to-be former president trump got kicked off twitter for tweeting out and saying things that seem to support and almost incite the riot 
Um, one of my favorite things was, you know, people are comparing this to the Black Lives Matter protests that were happening. And I, I, I came out and I said, listen, when the Black Lives Matter protests were going on, the president didn't come out and say, uh, please go home. It's okay. We love you. You're special. He said, stop it or I'm going to send in the National Guard, gas them, shoot them, you know, whatever you got to do. This, an assault on our nation's capital, people breaking into federal buildings and destroying shit. He told them you're special. He called them American patriots. And ladies and gentlemen, this is over a man losing an election, not over people being murdered and unjustly incarcerated, assaulted, innocent people murdered in their sleep. Um, cops taking matters into their own hands, going beyond uh, the amount of force to be used in apprehending someone, shooting people because they think they had a weapon on them because they looked a certain way when they were really carrying a bag of Skittles. That's what, quote-unquote, cities burned for that everyone keeps like wants to throw out there. Yeah, you want to be all pissed off about a fucking subway or fucking Wendy's but you know somebody attacks our Capitol building, but ah, that's all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got something? Uh, no, nah, man. Uh, honestly, I'm just kind of glad I was at work and wasn't on social media. Uh, the only positive that would have came from it was like you mentioned, Matt, just like blocking and get rid getting rid of people that are being ignorant and supporting this heinous act on our Capitol. Uh, I'm just glad I was not on social media. I'm honestly, I'm glad I'm not active on, on wrestling Twitter that often anymore. I feel like it's made my life a whole lot better. It is. It is a very rough place to be. Um, yeah, Matt's getting to love that block button now. I see you feeling it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I used to try and give people the benefit of the doubt. I really did. I, I try and leave an opening and create some dialogue and maybe try and educate them and give them a chance. But clearly on social media, that's not what people want to do. Now, Travis, if you will give me access to uh, share the sound of my computer, we can get you back into Sasha's DMs because I know she had a lonely holiday without you. Oh, yeah, we need this. I've missed this. I guarantee she had to go through Christmas and New Year's without a panda gift in her DMs, and it just didn't feel like the holidays. Oh, yeah, okay. no, no, definitely. You should be my good question, to go. My question is, what's going to happen when Travis isn't on the show? Does Sasha not get a panda gift anymore? Uh, generally, that's what happens. Stop? So, if you were ready, Travis. I'm always ready. Ooh. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> Let's see, Sasha, where are you at? There she is. Travis got something good in his DMs. I did. <laughs> was not expecting that either. He got his own panda gift is what he got. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll call it. We'll call it a panda gift. Yeah, that's yeah. what I got. Yeah. Looking autocorrect. There we go. What did you type in instead of panda? It auto-corrected to... I forgot now. Rubber bands, rubber bands. Rubber 
Clearly, you guys can see Travis forgot that he had to do this and was not prepared. Yeah, he was not, he was not prepared. This and we got the uh, panda destroying the office, knocking computers off desks, throwing papers in a fit of rage. And that's a fit of rage because Sasha still has not responded after almost three, going on at least two and a half, if not three years now. Yeah, it's been a while. We've been doing has this it every really week. Been going on that long? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It really has. It really has. Like it started with it started when Eric was still on the show, right? I don't know if we were doing the panda gifts when Eric was still on the show. I think that I th- started after Eric. Okay, I think he was, but I think he was still on the show, and I did it the first time. Like I'm almost positive. I could be wrong though. It's happened once before, just once He's or twice. Done. Just once or twice in his life. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So speaking of toxic Twitter, because that's what we were on. Uh, Twitter and the Huber family. So as everyone knows, Brody Lee, a.k.a. John Huber, a.k.a. Luke Harper, however you know him and want to refer to him, passed away. And Twitter just fucking has no chill. They are questioning AEW, questioning the family as far as, you know, the medical status of John, calling into question how he died, attacking the family. Amanda, John's wife, had to come on repeatedly and, you know, ask people to leave, basically leave them alone. Like they're trying to figure it out themselves. They're trying to mourn. They, mm-hmm. they just lost their husband, father. And uh, yeah, instead of helping heal and being supportive, Twitter did what Twitter does best. Fucked up. People fucking suck, dude. Yeah. That's, that's, this is, that's all I can really say about that. People suck. Like yeah. it's fucking awful. Yeah, um, don't be like that. Seriously, if you guys are going to go on social media, don't use this as your way of, you know, venting whatever personal frustrations you have at home on people that you don't know because it's easier and because you're hidden behind, you know, your phone or your computer screen, whatever the fuck you tweet from. Don't do that. Don't make other people miserable because you've got some shit to work out in your life. Find a positive outlet for that. Find a way to positively work that out. Get some help. Uh, but don't harass and hurt people who are already in pain. Uh-huh. Um, it's very sad. On the positive side of Twitter, kind of. Uh, so we'll talk about it a little more, but one of the legend segments on Raw, Cardi B got name dropped. <laughs> and then all of the Cardi B fans went and tagged her in WWE shit. She's trying to figure out what's going on. Um Talks about how she likes Sasha, how she thinks Carmella's hot. Twish and, uh, Trish and Molina both, you know, kind of had interactions with her. And then Lacey Evans uh, saw that Cardi B said something about how this wasn't supposed to be how her WWE debut went. Um, and Lacey took the chance to kayfabe, talk some shit to Cardi, and Cardi was not having it <laughs> at all. <laughs> Uh, she clapped back, basically said, you know, don't fuck with me. I'm not scared of white women, blah, 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 blah. And then Lacey turned around and said, I was just trying to be nice and have some fun with you. But if it's really like that, when you stop by, I'll whoop your ass. To your music or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. While listening to your music. So (laughs) it was a whole weird fucking thing with Cardi B and Lacey Evans on Twitter, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was entertained. So. Oh yeah, I thought it was a joke at first. I thought it was because I saw it on Facebook, 
That's what, that's why I didn't believe it at first because it's on Facebook. You can't. You got to take what you see on Facebook with a grain of salt. As opposed to Twitter, that's Facebook. all real. No, no, but the tweet the tweets were real. You could yeah. go and like back source the tweets on Facebook. You can't. You know, you you don't mm. know if that's a real one or not. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Uh, Mick Foley started a uh, uh, movement to get Donald Trump thrown out of the Hall of Fame. And uh, we here at the Smack and Raw podcast, if you can't tell, haven't figured out by now, fully support throwing Donald Trump out of the WWE Hall of Fame. Especially he's in the celebrity wing anyway. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> he just, yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah, no, celebrity wing doesn't really count. Like Snoop Dogg's in it. Like Snoop Dogg hasn't done shit in WWE. You watch, they will throw Snoop Dogg out for what happened on Dynamite before they throw Trump out. Oh, 100%. 100%. And last but not least, unless either of you guys have any news or rumors I haven't brought up, uh, Brandy Lauren, who is the girlfriend of Joey Janela, who is signed to NXT, who is the uh, much-talked-about attractive young lady that was in the hot tub with Damian Priest mm-hmm. after his North American title win, uh, has her official NXT character name. It is Skylar Story. Um, she has changed her Twitter to Skylar Story NXT. So that is how, uh, when she does debut, she will be debuting as Skylar Story. And I follow her Twitter very closely. I follow her Instagram very closely. Because I, I feel like if Joey Janela can get her, I've got to have a chance. Like, <laughs> if things go bad between me and my wife, like, yeah, that's what she's into, it can't be that hard. No, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. No, I don't know. Maybe George Janela just has a great personality. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is, man. She's a threat. To the I have a fantastic personality, Vince. That's oh what I'm man, saying. her Thanks. her pants would drop for you, then, man. Mm-hmm. Her pants would drop so fast for you. No, but uh, I think, uh, one user rumor. I haven't gotten any details of it, but supposedly that WWE is looking into getting Jay, uh, Jay White into uh, WWE. He's from Japan, Travis. Oh. The 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 white dude, I'm, the switchblade, the, the, the white dude. The oh, the white dude that wrestles. Got you. Got you. I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about. <laughs> I could show Travis pictures of every single member of the New Japan roster and if they have not at any point been on WWE TV in some sort of prominent role. Mhm. And I'm not even going to say NXT because I don't even know that Travis would know Kenta because he wasn't watching NXT when, you know, he was Hideo Itami was doing his thing. So Travis probably wouldn't know any of them. So saying the white dude is not going to help him. Travis does not outside of his bubble. There is no wrestling. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, But well, I guess you you and I I like to pretend AEW doesn't exist too. So it's okay. (laughs) Unfortunately, you enjoyed it this week, though, right? Uh, that's that, that looks. Did like you not watch Snoop Dogg on AEW, Travis? So let me tell you what happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is this has been a tough week. I'll um, close friend of mine had a death in the family yesterday, so I I barely watched NXT. Like no bullshit, not even trying to be funny. Like I really. I was being funny when I, you know, talk about how I didn't watch AEW because I didn't, but like I was doing a whole lot of going back and forth on the clock at work, off the clock after I got off work. I, like I said, I barely watched NXT. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's been an interesting couple of days. 
I went okay, ahead. Well. I didn't have time this week because I'm still under like a like a pretty weird work schedule. It's gonna ease up next week where I can watch on a weekly basis. But I basically went on YouTube and watched the Dragon Ball Z Abridged Kai version of it. So you know how like it, Dragon Ball Abridged has their 20 minute episodes. When they do the Kai parodies, it's like a, maybe like a five minute video. I kind of did that with AEW. It was just all like boom, 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 boom. I'm like, oh okay, Dynamite was kind of cool. Well, since <laughs> Travis, it sounds it. like that's the way Dynamite should work every week. Let's do that. Let's do Dynamite that way every week. That way it'll be short. I don't have to sit <laughs> and watch it for two hours, you know. I'll send you the link to the 23 minute video. Well, since Travis, 23 minutes is kind of long, too. Right? 23 minutes of a two hour show, we'll cover <laughs> AEW first and get that out of the way. Uh, we kicked it off with SCU and the Young Bucks versus the Acclaimed. And the hybrid two. Go ahead, Travis. Was Scorpio Sky there? No. No, it was the two okay. white guys. Um, this was an eight-man tag. I'm boycotting AEW to Scorpio Skies on television. They finished it with the best Meltzer ever, which is apparently the move that SCU. So to be meta, Travis, the Young Bucks name their tag team finishers, like the Meltzer driver. It's basically a version of the tomb, like an assisted tombstone pile driver. Um, and then SCU was feuding with the Young Bucks. So they did a move called the best Meltzer ever, which was their version of it, which was Christopher Daniels doing his best moonsault ever and Kazarian hitting the tombstone. Um, Why Meltzer? Because Meltzer is the only reason people give a shit about the Young Bucks. Oh, okay. Because he goes on his little dirt sheet and talks about how there's no better wrestling than Japan wrestling. There's no better tag team than the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega when they're in Japan. They're the greatest thing in the world. And yeah. So got it. So you suck my dick. I suck yours. Got it. Yeah. He got he got them (laughs) over and they named shit after him because he got them over. Yeah. 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 I get it. Am I wrong, Vince? Uh, that sums it up. Yeah, makes sense to me. It's, it's probably cool. piss people off that uh, are actually their fans. But um, after I mean, this, uh, if it's true, it's yeah. true. I mean, I do like the Young Bucks, though. I don't think they need a Meltzer to put them over. I think eventually they would have gotten themselves over. Uh, but I do like the explanation by Matt. It's very hilarious. <laughs> uh, at the end of this, SCU cuts a promo. Basically, Kazarian says that they agreed that if they lose a match in 2021, it will be their final match as a team. So the first time they lose in 2021, they're done. This is SCU? Yeah. Okay. Uh, John Moxie returns and basically, I mean, it wasn't a bad promo, but he just basically said that he's not going to do anything because he respects the AEW title, but he is going to get revenge on Don Callis and Kenny Omega one day. Just not tonight. What's that got to do with respecting the AEW title? He said he because the title was on the line, he was not going to interfere and kind of shit. Oh, okay, okay. What was happening because the title was on the line tonight, so he was going to let things go uh, for tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have done it um, after the which <laughs> Miro and Kip Sabian get Chuck Taylor to agree that if he loses a match uh, next week on Dynamite. He will be Miro's young boy until Kip Sabian's wedding. Okay. Why? Are, are you familiar with what a young boy is, Travis? Yes, I'm familiar with what a young boy is. Okay. Are, are you sure? Because I don't know if your definition of a young boy and <laughs> wrestling's definition of a young boy are the same thing. It is. It's like your little lackey. Okay. 
I thought uh, Travis had a different. Essentially, yeah, it's an it's it's a, a an apprentice. Yeah, you're lacking. Yeah, yeah, you're lacking. Jock strap, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be learning under you, though, but really, you're just a little bitch. Yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I really want Miro to win because I'm gonna be entertained as shit with him just embarrassing Chuck Taylor oh, and making Chuck him Taylor, watch. Man. What? I said fuck Chuck Taylor. Yeah. yeah Hashtag fuck Chuck. <laughs> I thought you said I love Chuck Taylor. I was like, and Vince's first hand last night. With the about to say, man. Damn, you mean I gotta get back to this already? Okay. Nah, nah, yeah. no, man. Yeah, I mean, man. You can't even stand that man's face. There's just something about Chuck. He Taylor. does have a dumb face. He does like he looks so punchable. The only yeah, thing about yeah. best friends that's good about them is Orange Cassidy. And I don't even consider him a member. Yeah, uh, I forgot to mention Jericho was on commentary all night. Um, we had Hager versus Wardlow. Wardlow got the win here, beat Jake Hager. Um, and then after the end of the match, they kind of bump fist and acknowledge that okay, we went head to head. You earned my respect. Um, beat him with the F10 middle of the ring okay then we had the stuff that travis would have enjoyed so private party are backstage they said they were going to do a gin and juice party one of them brought the gin one of them forgot the juice but here comes snoop dog he's got the juice so they're going to do this gin and juice party with snoop dog and then matt hardy shows up and this is a new version of matt hardy this is businessman matt hardy uh who's going to manage uh, private party and he convinces them to sign contracts um that allow them or that uh awards him 30 percent of their uh income team. manager's fee man also he lets them know that they are allowed to do anything they want on third-party platforms he has no control over third-party platforms <laughs> i love it man like listen if wwe is gonna be shitty to their talent and do this shit I, I actually want AEW to take shots because fuck them for doing it. So I'm all about taking shots back and forth in the in a setting like that. Like it, like in a setting with what Matt Hardy did, I'm all for it. It's just when it's so blatant out in the open. I hate when wrestlers leave WWE, whether it was WCW, TNA, Ring of Honor, whatever, and they do the bitter old like ex employee gimmick shtick. That's mm-hmm. what I don't like. That's where I draw the line. They always in their first promo they gotta throw a little dig in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh then we have the weigh in. It is uh Brian Cage and Darby Allen. Darby Allen is exactly 100 pounds lighter than Brian Cage, like to a T. Um, they go on about that for a little while. Then as it looks like Team Taz is going to jump Darby Allen, starts snowing inside the building or somebody was up in the rafters jerking up. I'm not sure which. Either way, Taz was very annoyed by the white stuff falling on him. He did not enjoy it. Uh, and I get that. It, was it wasn't me. I left Florida on Monday. How do you know it wasn't pre-recorded, Travis? You can't prove it. Yeah, that's true. Of course, it's Sting. Sting comes down, saves Darby. Sting and Darby are whatever. I don't even know what the fuck they are. I don't know what they are, but they are something. Kind of feels like when they try to pair up Asuka with Kyrie Zane just because they were both Japanese. This feels like they're pairing up two guys because they have white face paint on but it worked Thanks. with Oscar and Kyrie Sane because they yeah. were actually friends. Like, yeah, exactly. 
I think but, what I think the relationship between Darby and Sting is, you know, Darby gets Sting warmed up first before he shoots the white stuff. You know, that's why he was already down in the ring. So he's this fluffer, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly Darby, what I'm saying. The fluffer Allen. <laughs> Boom. Darby, the fluffer Allen. I love it. Um, I love the t-shirt. <laughs> in the end, though, again, Team Taz runs off, and I don't understand this. It's they've got they've got Hook. They've got Taz, who's the same age, if not younger, than Sting. Mm. They've got Brian Cage and uh, Ricky Starks. It's four on two. Why are you afraid of a 61-year-old man in face paint with a baseball bat? I, I will say this. Uh, you're, you're completely right. But they do the same bullshit with The Undertaker all the goddamn time. This man is like 85 years old and has like a group of... But The Undertaker like- has powers. No. He summons lightning and shit. It made sense with The Undertaker. Yeah, but Sting has powers in the universe of AEW. Dynamite. What powers? Sting doesn't throw soup bones. Have you seen the soup he bones has, that The no, Undertaker they're throws? Not trying to, they're not trying to get frostbite. They're trying to get out of the cold. They don't have their jackets on. That's what they went to do. By the time they came back with their jackets, Sting was gone. So the Actually, power I, here was Sting. I wasn't really paying attention. I don't know if Will Hobbs was there or not, but if Will Hobbs was there, it's technically five on two. And Will Hobbs was the one that actually stepped up and wanted to go at Sting. So, like... I don't know, man. Snow trumps Will Hobbs, I say. Snow trumps Will Hobbs. Yeah. Hashtag that shit. Um, (laughs) Then we get this really nice... So, on AEW Dark, Brody Jr. um, took on Marco Stunt, and they highlighted a little bit of what happened there and the promo that he cut on Marco Stunt, uh, which was nice. Uh, then we got Lucha's ex- the Lucha Express in the back doing an interview. So Travis Luchasaurus was there. Mm. And now you're going to be really mad because FTR came in and FTR was supposed to take on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, yet they goad Marco Stunt into taking Luchasaurus's spot in the match. So it'll be Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy versus FTR. Oh, still the wrong team. The team is Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus. That's where the money is. Yeah, that's that's the money team right there. I agree with Travis. Got this big motherfucker with the little motherfucker. That's how you do it. That's how you make this work. That's how you make people care about Jurassic Express. That's why uh, I, I'm so behind uh, uh, Killian Day and, and Drake Maverick because the dynamic is there. The little tiny small guy and the big guy. It's kind of like... Uh, like Nelson and Martin from The Simpsons. It's perfect. That's the yeah. dynamic you need. I hear you. Um, next up, we had, uh, again, the return of Snoop Dogg. So he's playing Arn Anderson for Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody comes down. Oh, by the way, they did show the new TNT title, which is the exact same title as the old TNT title, except with a black strap instead of a red strap. Now, I will say I do like it better with a black strap. It looks much more sleek, but it was really bothering me that everyone was like, how do you like the newly redesigned? And I'm like, it's not redesigned. Changing the color of the strap is not a redesign. Hey, man, the strap is part of the design, sir. So if you changed it, you redesigned it, all right? It is the exact same belt, (laughs) just a black strap. Yeah, it's a different design. The colors are part of the design, sir. As someone who studied graphic design, the colors are very important to the design. 
I will agree with Travis on here. When they changed the Universal title from red to blue, they was like the new design of the Universal title. So I, I was hearing that around, so it, it worked for WWE. And that bugged the shit out of me, too, because it was, again, the same fucking belt, just in blue. It did, uh, their four titles are basically all the same title, man. Everything's a color. Exactly. It's, it's like, I will say this. I don't know if they changed anything. I had to do a, a, a compare and contrast side by side type of thing, but the black strap does look way better. The red, I'm not a fan of red titles whatsoever. The only red title that I am okay with is the North American title. That just because it feels like an old school title. Like they kept an old school feel to it. I don't really like colored straps, period. I think all straps should be black, personally. Um, we're talking the, about the dark blue titles in wrestling, right? That's that's what yes. we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yes. yeah. He's not talking about what his wife uses to peg him. <laughs> Which is also black, but we are not talking yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, in all like I even like the dark blue for the old WWF title, mm-hmm. like the white for the intercontinental title, and that was all right. The, actually, I do like the white strap on the uh the women's titles and on the women's UK title. Uh mm-hmm. that I do like, but Generally, championship belts, I think, should have black. I don't like the blue or the red. I know it's to distinguish the brands. I feel like you can do that in the plate design some way, shape, or form, or by having two completely separate-looking titles. You don't need to color them for the brand. Um, yeah. Just me. Yeah. Just go back and look at the Ruthless Aggression era, like, tax straps. They both, like, the. Like- very very different the world tag titles that were on raw had hints of red the WWE tag titles that were on smackdown had hints of blue it's totally it wasn't blue. on the strap it was on the actual you know the on, on the, plate, the lettering on the, plate. On the, on the belt. plate yeah on the plate so it was actually on the plate so stuff like that is what i'm i'm referring to honestly at this point they just need to unify both tag titles on raw and smackdown just do what they do with the women's titles mm-hmm. but, that's but don't give me that copper bullshit that they had like do not go back to the black and copper. I know. I like the, the silver, silver looks better. Yeah, the silver, the silver looks better. Plate, it just change it black, and then maybe add hints of like red and and blue in there, or just well, you've got uh, two competing helmets. So yeah, in the helmets with like the feathers or something, you can put red or blue highlights, or make the helmets red and blue. Like whatever you want to do, you don't have to make the belts a color. Um, Matt Seidel, uh, Travis Evan Bourne. You remember Evan Bourne? Mm-hmm. I know his real name. Okay. Uh, Matt Seidel loses to Cody after the match. Like I said, Snoop was out there. He was playing the Arn Anderson role, holding the you know the sheet and looking at it. Um, Luther and Serpentico come in and attack. Uh, Serpentico gets laid out, and then they allow Snoop to do a top rope splash. He called it the, they called it the Snoopy Splash. Uh, Sasha went on Twitter and let Snoop knew, know that uh, she's going to work on that with him because it was bad, Travis. I saw that. Terrible. Yeah. I, I he, saw a clip he, of that he, on Instagram. I saw the clip on Instagram and I was like, yeah, this is this is, a, this is Snoop. What you doing, bro? Like, I'm going to need you to get some horizontal about you. Like, if you're going to splash, splash. <laughs> well, my favorite yeah. thing about this was, A, how tall is Snoop? Like six? Five, like six, six, six. Yeah, like six, four, six, five. Yeah. He's like telling them to bring the guy closer. And I'm like, come on, your big ass should be able to jump five feet out. Like, Not if you've never jumped off a top rope before. Well, this is also something they probably should have practiced 
once or twice absolutely about to do it on live tv absolutely but it's snoop so he didn't get there until like you know two minutes after the show was supposed to start an hour ago mm. and, and was high and he was high exactly so that wasn't happening <laughs> he did have that dope ass um dog pound uh hoodie on i didn't even notice that like i said i only saw this clip on instagram so i wasn't looking at his hoodie I saw the abridged version of Dynamite, so I didn't pay attention. <laughs> oh no, it was the whole uh the entire hoodie was his uh album cover. Nice. nice. Which nice. album? Uh that's I'm blanking out here, Travis. Doggy style, last meal. Doggy style, it was the doggy style. <clears throat> it was it was doggy style. That's the one with the like the Snoopy House, the bricks. That's the last kind of. That's the last meal. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Let's look that up real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna type in Doggy Style Snoop Dogg because if I type in Doggy Style something else, I'm gonna get a whole different search here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it wouldn't be appropriate for the show. Yeah, no, it's this one. It's got the doghouse. Yeah, that's doggy style. He's on top of the doghouse. You know what? You said the bricks, and I'm, I'm looking at the um at the last meal album because the last meal album had the bricks on it too, but it was him in a jail cell. But yeah. yeah, <clears throat> That's what I thought it was. All right. So anyway, he had that hoodie. It was dope. Really not that important. <laughs> um, He's all fucking, like, his entire body is from his knees to his shoulder. And when he hit that splash, he bent over, and his body made a teepee at his hips. And it was a very awkward angle. It was very weird. Then his feet hit first, and then he fell forward. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, Sasha's going to help him out with that a little bit. Maybe teach him how to do a frog splash. Hey, you know what? Like, I love Sasha, man, but even her frog splash isn't good. Isn't it's like it's halfway decent, and I love Sasha, and I know why she's doing the frog splash, but mm-hmm. uh, she, she's well, maybe she can introduce him to Montez Ford, and he can show him how to do a frog splash because oh, nobody yeah. frog splashes like that motherfucker. He got uh, ups. <laughs> he got ups. <laughs> that's what it was. Snoop and Montez Ford have a similar body style, so I guess I just kind of assumed that someone that tall was going to get more than two feet away from the corner when he jumps. So when Snoop's like, bring him in, I'm like, come on, really? Montez Ford jumps 40 feet up in the air. You can't jump three feet out? You know what? Also, too, Snoop's never struck me as a guy that's very athletic. I- I'm sure he's more athletic than me or Matt or I don't know about Travis. Travis oh, he played, um, he pl- well, I know he played high school sports. He played uh, football and basketball. Yeah, I don't, still. I don't think he's like the athlete on the level of Montez Ford. Oh, well, who is? <laughs> like, no, no, but that's where I'm getting that. Like, Matt trying to make comparisons between the two just based oh, on. Oh, well, I'm Matt's not saying he needs to jump 40 feet in the air. I'm saying he could jump five feet off the top rope. Like, I'm not saying I want to see a Montez Ford frog splash from Snoop Dogg. I'm just saying like don't fall end. face that's first off the top rope and land in a fucking triangle. No, no, on my end, it, it, I he worded it. that very badly. And that's yeah. the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, uh, we had Abaddon lose to Karushita. Uh-huh. During the match, Abaddon went underneath the ring, 
and came back out with a bloody mouth. Sheeta had the bloody neck. Again, this works for the thickest demon in hell, Abaddon, because that's her character. It did not work for Shayna, but when you're all fucked up and crazy and look like you belong in the Firefly Funhouse, it makes sense that you're biting motherfuckers' necks. It's all about context. And it is all about context. What fits for what you're doing, who you are, which is why on Cobra, never mind. <laughs> oh, I was no. about to, yo, Cobra Kai is fucking dope. But anyway, go ahead. It was, it was great. <laughs> um, final match, AW title, Omega versus Phoenix. Uh, Omega gets the win here. Great match. Um, at the end, they're going to beat down Phoenix. Uh, they go to the back. You see Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and Blade have taken out Pac. And um, they still doing that Penta, so that they couldn't come down to save Phoenix uh, from the beatdown. So Moxley comes down, but Moxley gets destroyed. The good brothers come out from AEW. Gallows and Anderson are now here. And this You're is from why TNA. I really, or from it's TNA, this is why I really enjoy AEW is because they are now here. They're doing more of a crossover and to cap everything off after destroying Moxley and a bunch of jobbers from the back, like Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman's kid. Um, out come the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega stands in the ring and puts a two-sweet up, and the Good Brothers come in, and they do it, and then the Young Bucks come in, and we now have the Elite Bullet Club looking to be reformed between two companies. Something that I don't think we've ever... like. This is like getting de- a much lesser version, because I know Travis is going to make a face. But this is kind of like getting DX and the NWO to come together and do a two suite on TV. The the founding members, like having the click from WWE and WCW on one show doing the two suite. Essentially. Basically a Hall and Nash coming uh, being on the same yeah. TV with. I know what you're getting at. I know what you're getting at. I don't like it, but I know what you're getting at. So I, I will say this. So Boiler Club has already transcended two promotions back in the day. Like they were going back and forth between New Japan and Ring of Honor. And at one point they spilled over into Impact Wrestling when Cody Rhodes was over there and they had a little bit there. This is the more like I if they were able to do New Japan AEW, that I'd be hyped for. It's just literally Gallus and Anderson. Gallus and Anderson, they jumped from Bullet Club leader to Bullet Club leader like I don't know, like a drunk white girl at a frat party. Like yeah. they went, they went from AJ Styles to Finn, <laughs> to Finn Balor, Balor. Yeah. back to AJ Styles to Kenny Omega. <laughs> what are they gonna do? I thought, I, I thought it was Finn Balor originally, and then AJ Styles. I thought no, no, no. They debuted with uh, AJ. Remember? No, He's talking about in WWE. In WWE. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then they went. I, was, to, I thought yeah. you were talking about the original Bullet Club. I'm like, I could have swore no, no. that was Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah, that was Finn Balor. Then it was AJ. Then it was I mean, that just further proves his point. <laughs> it's just like he's <laughs> only talking about WWE. But if you go back, they were with Finn Balor first, and then AJ, and then Finn Balor again, and then AJ again. Now it's Kenny Omega. They just, you know, hey, whose dick are we holding now? Part of this. <laughs> also, to your point, we know that TNA has a working relationship with New Japan. I have to believe some point, you know, with what they're doing with the NWA with what they're doing with Impact, that their ties to New Japan with the EVPs being the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and now Don Callis, they're going to be able to work something out with New Japan. And Tamatanga and Fale are already talking shit about how that's not the Bullet Club. So that's you may get faction. 
warfare the elite bullet club versus new japan's bullet club the og there's some really cool shit we can do here and i'm excited and that was something that we're actually building towards in new japan the elite bullet club versus the og's bullet club but then the the elite bullet club just decided oh no we're going to create our own company aw and said fuck this storyline and that's what ruined Bullet Club over New Japan. It just went out like a wet fart, and they decided, oh, we're just going to go ahead and throw Jay White in there. We're going to throw in Evil in there. We're going to throw in Kenta for no reason whatsoever. So I've lost interest in Bullet Club over there. I don't even know who's in Bullet Club right now. I don't know who the leader is in Bullet Club. But this is something that I was looking forward to once upon a time, and it's definitely something that's going to make me want to tune into AEW more and more every week. Which I agree with that. I don't even give a shit. Like, you said Ring of Honor crossover, and I'm like, that's not... If they don't have a TV deal, it don't count. All right? I'll give you New Japan. New Japan is the closest thing to a legitimate uh, company outside of now AEW and WWE Mm -hmm. as far as having TV deals and being a big deal. They've sold out Madison Square Garden. I know they did it with Ring of Honor, but, you know, they sold it out. I'm going to put that on New Japan. They have their Wrestle Kingdom. They are a big deal. Ring of Honor has a glass ceiling, and they have not been able to break through that glass ceiling. So, To be fair, I will play devil's advocate here and say that during that time, Bullet Club made our Ring of Honor relevant. They were basically the little like underground like version of AEW where they would be the, the, the big promotion or like the bigger name promotion that everybody was very excited about in the States. So they were kind of like uh, AEW light because of bullet club and because of the elite i'm gonna swallow for the ending and for abaddon and that's really all you got to give me to get me to swallow i love me some abaddon and the ending was fantastic so i'm swallowing for that uh i'm a gargoyle undecidedly just because i watched the abridged version so i don't want to swallow something i haven't fully like appreciated from start to finish you know (laughs) Uh, okay. you know, I need the foreplay yeah. in between. You can't just rush to the climax with me. So I'm going to gargle undecidedly this week, and I'm going to wait until night two to uh, decide whether or not I'm going to swallow. Travis? I'm spitting it because yeah, all I saw was that shitty snoop, snoop splash. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, Vince, I'll let you pick first. You want to go NXT, SmackDown, or Raw? Uh, I was going to suggest we, at this point, since we're running down WWE, let's go chronological order and go Raw, NXT, SmackDown, if that's okay. With yeah, you. we'll start with the worst show first. All right, yeah. so we kick it off with a terrible, god-awful fucking Hulk Hogan intro with the H-Phone. Ladies and gentlemen, last week we went off-air on Raw, wondering if Alexa Bliss got lit on fire or not. Not really if you watch Raw talk, because you didn't see anyone running around on fire, but... The illusion that Randy Orton may or may not have set Alexa Bliss on fire. And instead of kicking off with what happened and is anyone okay, we kick it off with fucking Hulk Hogan and his cheap-ass knockoff iPhone. Yeah, I love how he's describing, like, look, look what you can do with the age phone. Like, oh, so it's a phone. Yeah, everything. <laughs> except <laughs> except TikTok and Twitter, or uh, TikTok and Twitch. Those two things were not mentioned as being able to do on the age phone. Oh man! Well, I mean, they still ticking and talking. They just, you know, just no twitch. They're not twitching. Yeah, they're not twitching, but they still ticking and talking. I, I still see them on there. I heard the speaking of uh, Twitter and all this. Uh, I did hear that Trump is talking about because he got kicked off Twitter, um, making his own social media platform. Oh, I, I, 
<laughs> I can just see it now. It'll be called uh, Trumpeter. And it'll be like, you see that? In the first day, 35 people signed up for Trumpeter. This is why we knew that we won the election and it was stolen from us. We are already this popular. We are the first social media platform that 35 people have signed up for in less than an hour. It's going to be fucking awesome. Oh, I man. definitely will not be getting on that. I, I don't want to be around any of the people that sign up for that oh. shit. I want nothing to do no. with it. Mm-mm. You don't need that negativity in your life. No. No, sir. No, sir. Then we go to Ms. TV, which actually I really enjoyed because Ms. TV had the guest, the New Day, and it turned into New Day Talks. And New Day Talks is something I want to see. They've got a cooking segment, mm. they've got a <laughs> so band. Like RN was on some shit in the chat, just negative, calling the shucking and jiving, and just nah, hating all of this. Happening. But, um, New Day Talks is way better than Miz TV. It's better than A Moment of Bliss. I, I need a full-on New Day Talks segment with the cooking and everything. That's what I want on Monday Night Raw. That's how we get ratings. Yeah. yeah. People say that anytime, you know, they, you have, you know, black people on TV being silly at all. Like, you have out here shucking and jiving. I'm like, that's not what's happening here. I'm not about to have this argument with you. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed the fuck out of that, too. Like, yeah, we have, you know, you got music him. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's out of character for New Day. I always love it when when Xavier pulls out the trombone though, because it's just like, oh man, you're such a fucking nerd. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, oh, I love and, it. <laughs> and as a fellow band geek, you appreciate that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Um, also, Miz is not happy because as New Day tries to turn this around, Miz is fighting it, but John Morrison is giving in and answering all the <laughs> Going all along with it, answering all the questions. Like, oh, this is Just great. enjoying the shit out of it. Uh, so Teddy shows up, and Teddy makes a match. It is going to be Miz and Morrison versus The Undertaker. <laughs> and Miz has to inform poor Teddy. Unfortunately, The Undertaker is no longer available for matchups because he retired this year. Uh, so then they make it a tag match, and did, New Day he did the other thing. <laughs> I love that he's so self-aware about his shit. Yeah, what's was really good was the, well, not good, but like it was, it got it got awkward how they kept putting the camera on him afterwards, well, so he could keep doing the dance. Like, dude, you're not supposed to stay on that for too long. Like, it starts to look weird if you like stay to keep the camera on him too long. Like, take it off, stop going back to him, and making him do that shit. Like, we get I it. I love Teddy, but he definitely doesn't know when to stop at all yeah 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 there's no concept of this has gone on too long i but, think uh, it was uh i think it was after he got that heart attack when he was supposed to marry crystal marshall that he's went downhill i can't, i think like he was a very confident general manager until he almost got married and had a heart attack at his wedding and then just i don't know if, if you guys ever watched that women will do that to you you just I'm about to, i was just about to say the same shit like that's what women do to you like you you get that new apartment and that phantom from the hotel starts coming around more events. Uh, the competency is going to drop. Let me tell you, uh, it's already dropping. It's I, already I'm forgetting dropping. shit left and right. I can't remember names of shit. Like I used to be on my shit and I tried to blame it on the fact that I quit smoking cigarettes almost a year ago. Now it'd mm. be about a year in April. Yeah. I figured traps would like that. Um, I, I was like, it, it must be that like I quit smoking cigarettes and everything went downhill from there. But no, I, I think it's the wife. She just drains it all out of me. Mm-hmm. It's like you second guess yourself almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it is. So the new day got the win there. Killing you slowly, bro, and it's on purpose. It's not by mistake. Oh no, she knows what she's doing. 
Probably breaking me. Travis, down. did you see uh, the Orton update with Alexa? Um, I saw Orton stuff. I think I saw this. Well, he did a lot of shit, but like the first thing was him giving an update on whether or not he lit Alexa on fire or yeah. why he didn't. Yeah. All right. So he gives us an update, says, you know, he showed restraint. He didn't burn her. The fiend has essentially changed him. But now, you know, this anger that he has inside him, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and then basically the rest of the night is Teddy had the biggest legends moment of anyone. The rest of the night is just cameo appearances from the legends where Orton goes and is not Carlito. Annoying. That was the one guy I was excited about. That's the only, like, that was really one of the only people I wanted to see was Carlito. And then they pulled him, him and Candace Michelle. I was like, give me spitting in the face of people who don't want to be cool and go to Eddie.com. She has to do the dance, though. Yes. Yes. Go to Eddie Dance. Yes. Yes. The thing is, though, I think I saw something from Carlito saying he he pulled himself. Like, he didn't want to do it just to be on a cameo for, like, a couple seconds. And so Mm -hmm. he decided not to go. I heard rumors that maybe they might have worked something out. And they may be saving him for something that's coming up very soon where surprise returns are a big deal. Hey, MVP came back this year, and he's out here thriving. Exactly. So yeah, I'm all for like my ruthless aggression era guys coming back and getting some shine. Sheldon Benjamin, I love you, man. Don't ever change. Can't cut a promo <laughs> worth a damn, but I love you. You ain't got to talk, bro. Like just don't talk. You got MVP now. Don't say a word. You just go out there and you do what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next step is for him to go ahead and like go blonde just to match the gear again. Like I want gold standard shit Benjamin. Back. That's what I want. Now you've gone too far. Now you've gone no, too no, far. no, no, no. Gold standard no. Sheldon Benjamin. Has, has he far. gone too far? Has he not gone no, far enough? I guess enough. bringing Shelton's mama back <laughs> would be too far. That would be too far. Although, no, I wouldn't be opposed. No. I wouldn't be opposed. Um, so yeah, Orton's just kind of like as Kyle from the SmackDown podcast says. He's not the legend killer. He's just a mild annoyance. Like he's just threatening people. Yeah. And bothering them backstage while they're trying to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This whole time is just like, okay, are you going to do anything? No. No. Okay. You're going to just talk. Okay. So next one, like, oh, here's he coming up on the big show now. He's, nope. Nope. Just going to talk again. Okay. So you didn't kill nobody. You just talking shit. Yeah. Okay. Did you see the stuff with Angel Garza, Travis, in the 24 7 title? No, I did not see Angel Garza at all. Okay. That's uh, all what about the Cardi B reference came from. That yeah, was... that's where that came from. We'll talk about Ah, that. so that's how that all started. See, I didn't even well, know how it started. There were two there were actually two Angel Garza segments. He got two segments that you didn't get to see. Hmm. Uh, did you see AJ versus Elias? I <laughs> like he has to think about an Elias match if he's seen it. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Did you did you see uh we, we got confirmation from Raw? His name is not Omos, it's Amas. Amas. Did you see I, anything nah. cool with him? No. Nah. Okay. Um did you see Charlotte talk about going into the rumble? Yep. So Charlotte basically has a message for all of the women that they might as well not bother because she's entering herself into the rumble. Yep. And she hasn't, yeah. She'll be still. They were talking about the whole, could she be the first woman to win twice? I'm like, oh, yep, yep. They're throwing that out there because they got to do all the good stuff with Charlotte. So She's not winning the Rumble. Okay, We're not going to talk about all the different Randy segments because we don't need to. 
you know, he threatened the big show. He threatened a one-legged Mark Henry on a scooter. He threatened Ric Flair. He threatened people. Yo, I will say this. I was shook when I saw him. I, I, I thought he was amputated. Or so did I. I was losing my shit. I'm like, are they not going to address the fact that this man is on a scooter and I don't see the rest of his fucking leg? <laughs> what is going on? Is he just like resting? Really? In- I can't believe that's where you went first with that. <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, holy shit. They took his leg and nobody's going to say nothing. This man's scooting around with one leg. Oh, man. I don't know. I guess I see those enough to where I know that he's just, you know. No, I've never seen them before in my no. life. I was oh, sure. the scooter things? Oh, I yeah, see them no. all the time. I no, guess when I, I asked for me working at a hotel, like I used to see that kind of shit all the time. So yeah, it was just, no, I've never okay. seen that. Okay. That explains it that you haven't seen the scooter before. So it was, okay, okay. Okay, that explains why that's what you that's where he went first. <laughs> <They> <laughs> definitely thought, and then we were in the chat, and someone's like, "Oh yeah, he broke something." I'm like, "Well, did they cut it off? Like, where'd it go? What what did he break? Like the foot from the, the knee down? Like what what happened?" <laughs> wow. Oh, um, did you see Oscar and Charlotte versus Lacey and Peyton? I did. This this Dude, confused me. Fuck everything about this match. Fuck the terrible finish because I'm gonna blame it on Charlotte. You know. You can blame it on Peyton and this and that. I have not seen Charlotte hit a good fucking uh, natural selection in years. Mm-hmm. She is constantly fucking that move up and needs to stop doing it or relearn how she used to do it because it does not look good for a long time. What's important here is Lacey flirting with Ric Flair because I need Lacey fucking Rick to fuck with Charlotte. I need his thing. Tour- Don Marie's story. Here's the thing. Back. Yes, I was thinking that too. But here's what I was saying. I was going to agree with you from before when you said I blame Charlotte, but I blame her for a different reason for losing this match. If your opponent wants to waste her time flirting with your father on the outside of the ring and leave her partner on her own, let her. Like, why do you care? Let them do what they're going to do. You got Peyton in there by herself. You and your tag team partner whoop her ass and win and go home. Also, too, you're the daughter of fucking Ric Flair. Why are you surprised that he's flirting with a hot blonde? Like, come on. Yeah. Regardless of the man's age, he's... Who he's still he Ric fucking Flair. <laughs> he's still Ric Flair. He still has his tendencies. I don't think the issue... I mean, she did after the match because Rick technically tripped Charlotte. <laughs> What do you mean technically? He tripped Charlotte. <laughs> he reached his hand in the ring and grabbed her foot. How was it not intentional? He wasn't turned the other way. He was facing the ring. He saw her coming. He grabbed her ankle. All blonde white women look the same. I mean, you've told me that at your age, white women look the same. So at Rick's age, it's hard to distinguish Lacey Evans from Charlotte Flair. Maybe he thought he was tripping Not Lacey. from your own daughter. Flirting. Maybe he thought he was flirting. He was going to give her a little trip, and he ended up tripping Charlotte instead. He can't see. He's old as fuck. Man's almost died, what, 10 times? I I will say this. If he's at the age he's at and he can't distinguish blondes from other blondes, that just raises more questions about how he acts around Charlotte behind closed doors. Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. It got dark, man, but this is the the path you take me to. Yeah. Yeah, here's the thing. I'm not mad at you for going there because it's a valid question. <laughs> Charlotte basically tells Rick, fuck off, stay out of my business, blah, 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 blah. But Lacey yeah. has also, along with Cardi B, been trolling Charlotte on Twitter about how she's going to fuck Charlotte's dad, which I have enjoyed. 
you said bring back stuff from the Attitude Era. This is what I need back, or the uh, Ruthless Aggression Era. This is what I need back from Ruthless Aggression Era. I need Charlotte to go into a locker room after a match and catch Rick and Lacey in the shower together and flip the fuck out. Like, I need some shit. Yeah, Travis. Does this culminate with the Charlotte and Lacey Evans lesbian scene in the hotel room? Probably not. I mean, they did say get edgier, but I don't know they're going to get that edgy. I mean, if we're doing this story, I need the whole story. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair I enough. will say it was a very good story at its time. <laughs> I very much enjoyed it. I'm uh, just saying don't half-ass it. If you go go there, go there. I'm going to assume Andrade would be okay with it. I don't think he's going to have too many objections. No, he'll hold the camera. Lacey does have that daughter, though, that is ca- canon in WWE, so that might be a little bit of an issue. That's okay. Mills is a category. <laughs> a very prominent category. Yeah. Um, did you see Drew and Sheamus backstage with Hogan and uh, Jimmy Hart? I did. Terrible. Terrible. So Hogan compares Drew McIntyre to himself, and then they compared Jimmy Hart to fucking Sheamus, and Sheamus was not having it. Was not happy about it. I mean, himself. I wouldn't have been either. <laughs> I would have been more upset if I was Drew, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very complimentary of, of the guy that's going against the black guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Very Hulk Hogan of him. We'll get into that because I, I have so much better booking <laughs> of what they should have done tonight. So, um, actually, we'll talk about it now. We had Riddle versus Lashley. You see that, Travis? Yeah, I saw this bullshit. Hashtag Riddle over Riddle. Somehow, Riddle defeats Lashley. Uh, I put in my notes, Riddle tapped, but White privilege always wins. Yeah, yeah. Riddle fucking tapped. He lost the match. I will say you can't be mad about that because Undertaker pulled that same bullshit on Brock Lesnar just to get a win. He did the fake tap when the, when he knew the ref wasn't in, in the line of view of the tap out. Brock released his submission and allowed Undertaker to get the win. That's, That's bullshit what- too. Oh, no, I was all for it then. I'm all for it now. I'm all for bullshit. I, my favorite wrestler is Eddie Guerrero. I'm all for lying, cheating, and stealing. I'm all for it. I'm totally okay with this. My problem with this is when things like that happen, you know, they go to the tape sometimes, and other times they don't. I just want some fucking will, consistency I, I around say, here. I will say this. Either don't go to the tapes or or always go to the tapes. Yeah, will, yeah. They used to say the referee's decision is final, except for times when they decide it's not. So I just need them to make a fucking decision on one side or the other. I think it's at the discretion of the specific referee. If he feels like he wasn't sure, then he goes ahead and does it. It's, this is how I justify it in my head, so it kind of makes sense. I am going to say that Undertaker earned the right to do that via seniority, and Riddle doesn't have that kind of seniority, so don't <laughs> the black guy. Um, what I wanted to see here, what I wanted tonight, what would have made tonight for me, and I talked about this on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw it. Her business should have come out and called out Hulk Hogan from the get-go. Her business in the ring, calling out Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart come to the ring. Hogan gets in. The Hurt Business leaves. And then out of nowhere, Booker T strikes down Hogan and then stands over him and said, I told you I was coming for you. (laughs) That's how we should have started the show. Oh, man. Here's the thing. It would have been so – that would have been great for multiple reasons. One, if people who who are not in on the joke would have been like, what? (laughs) 
and just seeing that for people confused would have been so great. But then those of us who are in the know, <laughs> who know what that was all about, would be so happy. Like, I would like screen cap that shit and retweet it over and over again for the next year. Like, <laughs> you got some mojo on commentary. He came for him, Cole. He came for him. <laughs> I think uh, I think that might have been the plan, but Booker T was too busy filming that Bad Bunny music video. Oh yeah, fuck. Oh man. <laughs> um, fuck man, he got no moves though. <laughs> that was not good, man. He got the spinner Rooney. That's all he got. That's all he needs. He should stick to it. You saw Lashley and MVP backstage all pissed off because yeah. they lost the match. Um, did you see Shayna versus Mandy? Mandy, no. Uh, well, technically, it was Shayna versus Dana, but we'll get to that. Um, uh, did you? I, I did enjoy that when Orton showed up and Rick was talking to IRS and Molly Holly because IRS is technically Bray Wyatt's father. As soon as Randy Orton walked in frame, IRS said, fuck this and left because <laughs> he just watched his son burned alive on TV by this man. He's not going to mm-hmm. hang out. Very meta. I appreciated that. Um, did you guys see Riddle annoying Keith Lee? Yes. Which I didn't get because I, I get Matt Riddle is annoying, uh, but Keith Lee and him are friends. Hashtag like, Riddle over Riddle. They've been fucking with Keith Lee the last few weeks, and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. is They've been doing this character change with Keith Lee, where Keith Lee is not the Keith Lee that we all grew to love in NXT. They want to make him work a big man style, which I don't necessarily have an issue with, especially the way the match went tonight that we're going to get to mm-hmm. because they did some good shit here, but don't make, don't take away that personality, that swagger that Keith Lee has and make exactly. an angry black guy in the back. They're or basically trying to turn him into Mark Henry 2.0. Yeah. And nobody wants that. Yeah, yeah. They want him to be Mark Henry. We're like, no, that's not Mark. That That is not who Keith Lee is. Keith Lee is that dude with that, you know, that, super confident almost cocky grin on his face when he comes out to the ring because he gets to fight today and he's happy about it you know what i'm saying like that's his thing like i still i go back every time i talk about this to when he entered the rumble and he went into the ring with brock looking at him with that smile on his face like yeah let's fucking go dude like that's who keith lee is he's not this dude who's like you know getting pumped up and angry before he comes into the ring for a match and just like no, man, bask in my glory. Let's go. Like, that's Keith Lee. We have not heard bask- Keith Lee say bask in my glory since he has debuted on the main roster. I think didn't he did it in his opening promo. He did? Okay, since then. Since yeah, the first promo, he said he, he'll, like, I'll give you the opportunity to bask in my glory when he was talking to Randy Orton. So he did on the first debuted, night. Yeah. And that was the last time. So since yeah. he has debuted, we have not heard him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it, man. Uh, did you guys see Randy versus Jeff? Yes. We had more ear torture porn. Um, yeah. yeah. Randy sticking sticking his finger in Jeff's ear. Uh, All up in that hole. And then they did the same finish that they did with Randy and Jeff from, what was it, 2008, that people kept posting like mm-hmm. the matches from, where it was the exact same twist of fate, reverse into the RKO for the pin. Mm-hmm. They've done that finish, like, I want to say, like, three or four times. You would think Jeff would know better by now. Oh, well, like, that's the story of Jeff's life. You would think he'd know better by now. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Now you get it. Now you get it. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the story of his life. Oh man. Uh did you guys see Lucha House Party and the Hurt Business? Nope. Did you see we know you didn't see that? So yeah, main event. Drew versus Keith Lee, stage full of legends, WWE title on the line. Drew McIntyre gets the win here, but they put on a banger of a fucking They match. sure did, man. Look, look, let me just point this out. Keith Lee almost died during this match. That Spanish fly. That Spanish fly. Like, he almost landed dead on top of his head when he did that shit. I'm like, dude, dude. <laughs> Watch yourself. When they make you stop doing that shit, when you're used to doing it, and they tell you, no, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. They're try- I think what they like, it makes sense what, what they're trying to do is get him to do bit more big man stuff and pull that stuff out less often so it means more when he does it. I understand it. I get that. It's the personality stuff that, that, that bothers me when it comes to Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that man almost died doing that fucking Spanish fly. Like, and I want to be like, dude, don't ever do that shit again. But I'm like, nah, because that's you. That's who that's what you do. So do shit like that. But be careful, motherfucker. Like, goddamn. <laughs> I will say that pounce to Drew up over the barricade. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Drew sold oh, yeah. that like a motherfucker. That was fantastic. Yeah. And then to cap off an amazing match, we shit the bed by having Goldberg come down. Goldberg! Goldberg! <laughs> listen, listen. When that happened, I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, so many people hate this. Oh my god, I don't give a fuck. But so many people are so angry right now. And the thing is, like, I don't like it, but in the end, I'm just like, whatever, this is what they do. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> but so many people are so mad. Like your reactions are right there is exactly what I was picturing when I saw Goldberg come out. And when I heard his music, I'm like, oh, they mad. <laughs> I, I will say this: that's the perfect way to utilize uh, surprise legend return. They didn't advertise Goldberg, and it was a shock. I do not want to see him in the title picture. Uh, I'm still traumatized from him going over on the fiend clean, which is goddamn ridiculous. It was in Saudi Arabia; it doesn't count. Uh, no, no, trust me. I saw DX versus Brother of Destruction in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it doesn't count. Never happened. GT. Yeah, no, never happened. Dragon Ball GT, it does yeah. not count. Never happened. You know what? You know what? Yeah, I, I won't stand for GT slander. It wasn't perfect, but I loved it for what it was. I will say to, that. Uh, to be a typical racist American, if it didn't happen on American soil, it didn't happen. Tell you, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told him. When it comes to GT, I don't hate it. I just prefer that it didn't happen. Just like Saudi Arabia. I, I don't hate seeing other wrestling. I just, you know, would rather it didn't happen. It's just non-canon. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. But, you know, there's a lot of great stuff from GT. I'm going to make a top 10 video of, like, the best things from GT. The only good things. From yeah, so you'll make a top 10 video, but there will only be three things. But go ahead. <laughs> and two of them happen because of Vegeta. But go ahead. Goldberg comes down, basically says that Drew doesn't respect any of the legends, which is like the weirdest stance to take on Drew McIntyre in this situation and the weirdest beef to have with him. He's like, you've got everything, kid, but respect. And it's like, no, he's one of the most respectful fucking people out here. But okay, 
we'll go that route and then puts drew mcintyre on his ass and then they cut the feed yeah it's the typical you know old time comeback feels like you're disrespecting him or just says that to get some you know get some shine i mean we've we've seen this story before even if even if not in wrestling, anything else, the old time, like, oh, you got to show some respect to your elders kind of shit. And yeah. <clears throat> Whatever. That was Ryan in a nutshell. All right. Not good enough for Hulu, Monday Night Raw edition. Garza, they let us know he won the 24-7 title on New Year's Eve on TikTok. He has his rose. He's backstage. He runs into Alicia Fox, who looks like she got a sleeve. Uh, done in her time as a legend Uh, he flirts with her but she shuts him down so he moves over you got mickey james sergeant slaughter and tatanka he tries to flirt with mickey james who i did find out from reek is not on the active roster and is technically now considered a legend (laughs) sergeant slaughter cock blocks angel garza stops the advances on mickey james Um, and then later on he finds Tori Wilson talking to Nikki Cross. That's the interaction I was hoping for. That's the one I was dying to see. Flirts with Tori Wilson, who says, hey, I invited some of my friends, Cardi B, Kendall Jenner, and somebody else. Oh, Ariana Grande. Uh, they're right over here uh, in this room doing some social distance partying. Why don't you go talk to them? He goes in the room. It's the boogeyman. He's coming to get him. He runs out of the room. Did he have worms in his Yes. Okay. <laughs> Angel um, flees, gets rolled up by R Truth. R Truth is a 972 time 24 7 champion. As he should be. Motherfucking legend. The greatest of all time. <laughs> uh, AJ defeats Elias. They actually put on a damn good match. Elias did most of the work here. After the match, Riker has the guitar, comes in to hit AJ with it, and Amas. Big boots the guitar and just shatters it. Mm. It's a big motherfucker, uh, though, man. Like it's just, uh, every time I see him, he's just like, dude, how are you so fucking huge? It's just like, like we talked about. He looks like the kind of character you create on SmackDown versus Raw back in the day. Just fucking with the set just to see what you can do. If you can just make <laughs> somebody that big, and you do, you see him. Like especially when you see him come out with AJ, and it's just like. Well, one thing I will say that kind of confuses me and it kind of baffled me, aren't they both t- technically heels? Like, every single person involved in this segment are heels? Like, like I didn't get well, the, here's the thing. this is happening. Uh, Kyle, on Tuesday, liked a tweet that I put out and then completely stole it and used it on a show and gave me zero credit. So, fuck you, Kyle. Uh, I tweeted out that yeah. Moss is getting over and he's going to turn AJ babyface. Yeah. Because I'm about him turn AJ baby baby face, but he's a baby face. <laughs> like is by just... association, he is gonna turn AJ baby face. Maybe. maybe. I'm okay with it. Honestly, like I like heel AJ, but after a certain while, like I think AJ is one of those wrestlers, he can't stay a certain like either face heel dynamic for too long. He has to like keep flipping and rotating because he gets stale, he gets complacent with either or mm-hmm. or you got to just give him something interesting to do. Like when he was a heel just by himself, it was. It was I want to see AJ like being Amaz's hype man. <laughs> just in the back, just talking shit, jumping up and down while, I'm, while he's in there doing his thing in the ring and shit. Like so I would love seeing that. Martin and Nelson from The Simpsons. 
we come back, we come full circle. There it is again. Dynamic. There it is again. Simpsons did it. The Simpsons did it first. But see, now when you said that, you said Martin, I was thinking. I know Martin what you were thinking. <laughs> jumping up and down. And I was like, so would Amos be Tommy? Because Tommy was the biggest motherfucker there. No, nah, Amos would be Bruh Man. Okay. From yep. the fifth floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Shayna. It was supposed to be Shayna versus Mandy, but during Mandy's entrance, Shayna jumps her, takes her out. So Dana comes down, steps up to take Mandy's place, uh, and then beats Shayna Baszler. Dana Brooke defeated Shayna Baszler by reversing the Kirafuda clutch into a pin, which is how Shayna loses most of her matches. And you learn how to turn on her side learned. with that shit. Like, <laughs> like just like, yeah, you're like, do this. <laughs> Dana doesn't care, holds on to the submission, and Mandy has to come in and attack Shayna to make the save. Um, then we had a tag team match. It was the Hurt Business versus Lucha House Party. On their way to the ring, Lucha House Party runs into Molina. They have a little talk. And then the Lucha House Party defeats the Hurt Business, the tag team champions, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, which leads to some dysfunction, which leads to Cedric again leaving MVP and Shelton Benjamin with their dicks in their hands by the commentary table as he storms off because he is convinced that the reason that they lose is Shelton and not him. Oh, I don't like this. It's too soon for this. I don't like this at all, but okay. I will say I am all for Lucha House Party picking up wins. This has been a very good week for Grand Metal Lake and Lucha House Party. It won't last. I'm all for them joining the Dusty Cup and doing their thing down there. I don't need them beating the tag team champs on Raw. I do because I want to beat tag team Don't do it for me. Nah, man. They always do it for me. I love them. I I love every single thing about them. I I wouldn't change them. I would make them a little bit more serious because I feel like they borderline on the 24-7 title picture a little bit too much, but they can be serious competitors. You saw, I saw what they did in the Cruiserweight Classic. They can be brought to that level. Look at what they did on NXT. On NXT, they're more serious competitors. And and Matt, Matt Matt's like no, <laughs> Matt's entire question. Like, Legado del Fantasma, fantastic. Andrade does it for me. Garza entertains the shit out of me. Lucha House Party, I don't know what it is about them. I enjoyed Kalisto, but Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado, they just they don't. What was the team name when Kalisto was with Sincata? Lucha Dragons. Lucha Dragons. Okay. I'm like, what the fuck were their names? Okay. Oh, but you know what? I will make a comparison to, to Brizango. Brizango was floundering. Like they had their high spot with the fashion files, but they were just comedy guys. They went down to NXT. They became a little bit more serious down there. So that's what I'm get, trying to get at here. Get some balance, yeah. yeah. Which is what I said. Send them down to NXT. Put them in the Dusty Classic. Just don't have them beating your Raw Tag Team Champions. Unless you're going to put the straps on them, which I'm all for. No, don't do that. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Ross, bitter swallow. Uh, I'll gargle it. I'm going to swallow just because Angel Garza won the, the title We and then he did lose it, but then he regained it later on. He did not regain it later on, and he didn't even win it on the show. They just showed him winning it on TikTok. That's all I need. That's all I need. He interacted with Tori. You know what? Tori Wilson was on the show. That's a swallow for me right there. 
Uh, Hulk Hogan was on the show, so that is an automatic spit for Matt Ritter. I, I don't care see. how banger that main event was, spit. <laughs> yeah, like that main event was 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 fucking money, but the rest of it just was just like, eh. That's which is why I'm gargling. Okay, fine, I'll spit too. Jesus, you can do whatever you want. You can swallow for Tori. You can swallow for whoever you want. I just, I cannot tolerate yeah, for story. <laughs> Hulk Hogan on my TV. The best yeah. time in WWE was that short period where he said some racist shit, got caught on tape, did the sex tape, and they kicked him out. Mm. And he was not allowed to come back. And then, again, time passed, and white privilege heals everything, and they brought him back into the fold. And now i got to suffer through him on Legends Nights. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. He did put a sour note on the entire show. Let's talk about something positive, guys. Let's talk about NXT. Well, I yes. thought you Check were going to go back to the new day with the power of positivity, but go ahead. We're done with them. Um, Loomis kicks off the show. He comes out. There's a control panel. He's messing with the lights and everything, and then he sees a breaker, and the breaker's in the off position, and in the on position, it's New Year's Evil. He throws the breaker. Everything comes on. His clothes change, and we start the show. Listen, for someone who does not speak and for WWE not being high on people who can't cut promos – Triple H is using Dexter Loomis in this non-speaking role to perfection. Yeah, use the fact that he doesn't speak. Like, that's the thing. That's the way you do it. I don't think it's a fact that he can speak. I just think he just works so perfectly without him speaking. He doesn't need to speak. I am going to believe that he is a mute in real life, uh, took a vow of silence, um, something, and that he does not speak because I, I enjoy it better that way. Just like I choose to believe that he actually draws those pictures not the bullshit that Aaron and Katie tried to make me believe that Santa wasn't real and he didn't draw that shit. No, he Choose draws. To believe he I mean, really I said the same thing, but I'm like, yeah, that's why they used. That's why they used the iPad because it was just. But anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Fuck. Oh, so you know, I watched it on Hulu, so they cut shit. So, was this the only time we saw Dexter? No, uh, he was on commentary and he started some shit later. I don't remember seeing him again, but like I said, I barely watched NXT, so it was it's been a weird week, so I'm not sure. But anyway, go ahead. Okay, uh, <laughs> Priest versus Cross. Yes, I gotta say, did I... Priest loses here. There are rumors that he was supposed to go up to SmackDown and get involved in the Kevin Owens Roman Reigns stuff, and Roman put the Knicks on it for whatever reason. Looks like he may be getting called up at some point. This is probably my favorite match that I've seen of Karrion Cross since he came to NXT. I was not a big on Karrion versus Keith Lee. I know he got hurt during that match and that hindered a little bit, but it just Karrion Cross's style with what I expected out of Keith Lee seemed to clash a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it. These two beat the hell out of each other, and I enjoyed the shit out of it. I thought the match was solid. It wasn't nothing too crazy, nothing too special. Obviously, carrying across, he just has a nice presence and a nice look, and his presentation is amazing. But inside the ring, he still feels a little green to me. Uh, this, like you said, this is probably the best carrying cross match I've seen. And you know, shout out to Damian Priest, man. Like, when the fuck did he turn into like this great wrestler? Like, I feel like he's like somehow like when he won the North American title, like it kind of like clicked for him. Like, I, I like something changed in him where like. 
yeah, he was still putting on solid matches, but I feel like he just like it, like is fully embraced into his character, into the wrestler that he's supposed to be. I feel like he if he feels comfortable in there, kind of like when uh Andrade was floundering for a bit, and then he like got saddled up with Selena Vega, and then he it just clicked for him. That's kind of how I feel like with Damian Priest. Somewhere along the line, something clicked for him. I cannot say Damian Priest is a good wrestler or a great wrestler because a great wrestler would know that when you hit your finisher, the cross power bomb, you go for a fucking pin and he didn't do it. That's not his finish. It is his finisher. We are going to ignore the fact that he shoots pretend arrows and the cross power bomb is his finisher. God damn it. I'm pulling some Vince shit right now. I know what Damian Priest needs to be. I don't want what you're giving me. I know what you need to be, and I'm going to make you what you need to be. No more crossroads. <laughs> no more fake Archer of Infamy bullshit. We're going to lean into your name. You're going to do the cross power bomb. We're going to get you over, kid. Yep, the Saint Damian Priest. <laughs> Damn straight. Oh, man. Uh, then they had the Dusty Classic video package with the Undisputed Era interview. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the Undisputed Era says, hey, we win the Dusty Classic. That's what we do. And now we're just going to go in with a new team. It's going to be Roddy and Cole. Which I am so excited for. So, yeah. Didn't see that. My bad. I saw some other Did you watch on Hulu or did you watch the whole thing, Vince? I watched it on Hulu. Oh, Uh, Vince. Me? Uh, I I watched watched the whole thing for the most part. Like There was some stuff I didn't get a chance to fully watch because I was at work while I was watching it. But for the most part, I, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I saw it on Hulu. My thing was he um I heard that they mentioned the Dusty Classic, so I thought that was what you were talking about at first, and I just wasn't no. really paying as much attention when it was going on. So my bad. There was a couple of classic <laughs> stuff in there. Bless you. Thank you. Uh did you see the Cruiserweight title match? Grand Metalik versus Santos Escobar. Nope. Oh, wow. Banger. Did you see Mercedes Martinez promo yep. package? What do you guys think of her haircut? Wait. I like how Travis doesn't remember what he remembers. What are we waiting for, Travis? I'm waiting. I'm I'm I gotta I gotta rewind. <clears throat> I was watching this while I was supposed to be working and taking calls and shit. Hold on. No, I did not. I did not see Mercedes Martinez. I was like, if they didn't give you Grand Metalik versus Santos, they probably didn't give you Mercedes. Do you see Zia Lee's return nope. to the ring? You didn't see that? Nope. God damn. Oh, man. All right. Uh, did you see Timothy Thatcher backstage in the office? Wow. Okay. You saw Rhea versus John Gonzalez. I did. Last woman standing match. Giant Gonzalez gets the win again. Rhea Ripley rumored to be moving up to the main roster. Probably see her in the Royal Rumble. I'm hoping they wait till the Royal Rumble to bring her up. If they do bring her up, uh, they beat the shit out of each other. I This was probably Definitely. my favorite match of the night, possibly the week, because it wasn't tainted by Goldberg at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Dakota know. Kai Neither one of them almost died, so. Dakota Kai got involved. They shoved her in a tiny locker and left yeah, her there. And the went back for her. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious! When I saw the locker spot, I popped. I died. I fucking died. Must have missed that. 
Oh, it was hilarious. Go back and watch it. Dude, it's on the network. Just go on the network and watch it. I mean, it's on Hulu. It was just me with me, you know, like I said, everything that was going on with me. No, I meant like you can go to the network and they'll have a timestamp for that specific match. Oh, that's what you mean. So, yeah, so that's how I watched NXT. So, like, the mm-hmm. next they do it the next day or like two days afterwards. You can go ahead and just watch on the network and timestamp. Yeah. Stuff. Sounds like a lot for NXT. I'm just saying that in general for any show. You will learn, Vince, that uh, asking Travis to go back and watch something, especially something he's already watched, uh, is damn near impossible unless it's WCW and it's been. No, no, no. I, I'm letting him know for years. future references. For future references, in case like he hadn't watched the match and he wanted to watch the match, that would be the best way to do it. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not gonna happen though. Did you guys see the way? <laughs> I don't even rewatch shows that I like. like <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, well, no, let's let... watch Breaking Back like five million times. No, but I've watched Lost several times though. I was <laughs> gonna say, yes, you have watched Lost repeatedly. <laughs> That's different. That's Lost. Um. So Rhea Jai and Gonzalez, how do you guys feel about Rhea taking the loss here? Gonzalez going over. Makes sense. Makes all the sense in the world. They're mm-hmm. building up uh, Gonzalez to be on par with uh, Dakota Kai and not just be like her lackey or her young boy, for like a lack of a better term here. Well, and she did Rhea pin Ripley... the champion in War Games. Yeah, exactly. It, they're building her up as a monster, which is I'm I'm good to see. Like they're slowly Yeah, they've been steadily NXT, doing it. Yeah. NXT every single time does this with their women's division and their tag team division. They they always get depleted because of the main roster and slowly but surely they slowly build other people up. Rhea Ripley wasn't supposed to be a thing. Rhea Ripley became a thing. I agree. Good old uh, Paul guess, knows what he's doing. Yeah. Did you guys see the way the caravan arriving? No. no, that I missed. You didn't see Johnny Gargano, indie wrestling, Candice. And uh, no, I, I actually. Austin Theory. I, no, because I was actually. What I was the watching this. fuck? So you guys didn't out. see the mixed tag match. Hold no. on. Let me let me let me make sure of something. I knew what was going on. I was hearing it in the background because I was at work, but I wasn't able to go back and watch. I chose to go back and watch. I laughed so hard if Travis watched last week's NXT and not this week's. NXT. No, it's not that. I'm just making sure I finished watching NXT. Okay, I did. Good. No, I didn't see that. Wow. Okay, so you guys didn't see the mixed tag match at all? Nope. Which is why you didn't see Dexter Loomis, Travis. Uh, Did you see the announced the women's Dusty Classic? Yes. I'm excited for that. That is going to be dope. Um, Finally giving women tag teams some shine. Obviously, you're going to get a lot of makeshift tag teams in the women's Dusty Classic. Yeah. Uh, over on the Smack Raw podcast, Aaron and Katie did their post show for NXT. They actually went through because Aaron's like, well, there are no men's tag teams, and there are about like eight or nine of them, really, actually, real legit tag teams. So you've got a good list over there. Uh, here you've got Dakota Kai and Giant Gonzalez. You've got Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. You've got Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro, and that's mm-hmm. really about it. So we're gonna have to make. Well, we uh, we we got one coming. Remember, we got Rhea Ripley and Billy Kay. So you know that's coming. Rhea Ripley and Billy Kay. How'd you? What? Travis won. So we talked about Rhea Ripley debuting on the main roster, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, somebody said they hope they didn't ruin her," and we're like, "They're probably gonna stick her with Billy Kay." Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, that was me. I first came in. I'm like, when somebody said they're gonna ruin it, I'm like, yeah, they're gonna put her in a tag team. And then somebody else said they're gonna tag her with Billy Kay. I'm like, exactly, perfect. That's what I want. And so it, just, it grew from there. <laughs> it's just like, uh, like, oh, I want this more than anything else in the world. I will not be satisfied if I get anything else. Given that the women's tag team division is spread across all three brands, I wouldn't be surprised to see SmackDown and Raw women's tag teams show up in the Dusty Classic, and then the winner of the Dusty Classic get a shot at Charlotte Flair and Asuka, like, let's say, the Rumble. So wouldn't be surprised to see Riot Squad down there, or Mm -hmm. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, especially if they're NXT alumni. I wouldn't be surprised for them to return. It's NXT. Shit, they just randomly had the Lucha House Party return to NXT for no reason. We don't know if they're 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 NXT or not. We just know they showed up. And with the pandemic, everything going on, everybody's in the same place anyway. It's easy to go ahead and do it. Why not take advantage of it? Let me tell you this: there is one team that I want, and I'm not a big I'm not a guy that likes makeshift tag teams. But I will take this all day. Give me Ember and Shotzi. Mm. I can see the dynamic there. There's two Ember favorites. and Shotzi. <laughs> he just in the, one the Dusty Classic <laughs> as a team. I am 100% all for that. Well, Dusty Classic, uh, I think it's like a, an outlier here because the first inaugural winners was Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, which set up their feud for the title. And another tag team cup winner was wasn't it like Pete Dunn and like Roderick Strong or something? Well, that's no, I believe Undisputed Era won that because that's when Roddy turned on. Oh Pete yeah, Dunn. yeah, yeah, no, no, but Pete Dunn has won the Dusty Cup, hasn't he? With someone, him and Riddle, maybe him no. and Matt Riddle, him and Matt Riddle, they won the became, cup. Yep, and they became the Bros. Yeah, they they won something. Yeah, they won the cup. Yeah, yeah, they won the Dusty Cup. So the Dusty Cup, like the Dusty World Tag Team Classic in general has the history of creating makeshift tag teams and building them and turning them into actual tag teams. Aleister Black and Ricochet, too. Exactly. Exactly. Which was so, a terrible idea, and I hated it, but they won the cup. Yeah, they won the Speaking cup. Speaking of Aleister Black, still not there. Still not there. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Um, and then we had our main event for the NXT Championship. Finn Balor defeats Kyle O'Reilly. These two beat the shit out of each other again. There are rumors that, again, they both went to the hospital. Now there are rumors that maybe Kyle has a broken jaw, not as severe as Finn's was. Yeah. Possibly. I will say Kyle did not look okay at the end when he was sitting in the corner and Finn was talking to him. It wasn't like a I'm mad I lost look on his face. It was a I might not be okay look on yeah. his face. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was some serious shit, man. Uh, I, I was that. into every piece of it, though. I love that match. I <laughs> thought it was perfect. I thought it was very unique how Kyle broke, uh, got the rope break by biting the rope. <laughs> I thought that was that was ingenious. I thought it was perfect. The transition. Finn Balor kicking the rope. <laughs> yeah. Everything was really good. I don't know what it is about these two. They just beat the shit out of each other and they always have a really good match. I like how the story going into this match was Finn Balor like, being upset that the story wasn't him retaining what the story about that match coming out of the match was Kyle broke his jaw. Mm-hmm. So going into this match, he's like, I'm going to break your jaw, which turns out he did. He <laughs> might have accomplished. Yeah. Those are all rumors. They could all just be, you know, for show. Oh, yeah. Not good enough for Hulu. NXT edition. Grand Metalik loses to Santos Escobar in a banger of a cruiserweight title match. 
uh, really showing out Grand Metalik. I still don't really care about the guy or whatever, but he, he did have a damn good showing here. Um, we had a Mercedes Martinez promo package where she just talked about being back on NXT and how good it is to be back and heel, heel, heel shit. Zia Lee makes a debut with one of the coolest, like Travis, you would have loved this. You need to go find this. Coolest entrances. The mystery lady gets carried out in one of those like uh, carts and Zia Lee comes out. She reminded me of Chun Lee, goes down to the ring, beats up, uh, I don't remember what her name is. I put uh, down Luchadora. Catalina. Or yeah. She Catal- was with Sin Cara for a very, very short time and then disappeared. Yeah. But it was it was a jobber in a Luchador mask. Uh, match went a little longer than I thought, but the entrance was fucking fire. That finish, holy shit, that's way better than any Trouble Paradise Kofi's ever hit. Like all these kicks were amazing by Zayali. She looked legit. She, it, I hurt me watching that. No, they have really repackaged her and done it right. Now they just need to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm all with it. I'm all for it. We find out that the fight pick got canceled because Thatcher was not cleared to wrestle and that we will have Ciampa versus Thatcher in the fight pit as soon as Thatcher is cleared to wrestle. So they did not give us a date or a time. I heard next week, but we'll see. Just save it for takeover. And then Johnny is escorted it's not by police i don't know who the fuck they had it because like the lights were green and red but they had a escort with a siren to the arena the way johnny gargano candace Lerae, austin theory and indy hartwell aka indy wrestling show up uh johnny and austin enter the dusty classic uh indy and austin have a photo where they're all drawn like superheroes to give to johnny uh, because he is the now he is the curse breaker. Uh, he goes on about how basically uh, Sasha Banks syndrome is what you know everyone likes to call it. He's overcome it. He's successfully defended his title. Blah blah blah. Then Shotzi interrupts, comes down. Austin Theory runs up the rampway, and Shotzi shoots him in the dick with her fucking dildo launcher. Travis, <laughs> like dead on, right in the dick. Shotzi gets in the ring, goes after Indy and Candice. Johnny tries to get involved. Kushida comes out to make the save. And then you just hear a bell ring and we cut over and Dexter Loomis rang the bell and points up and we have a mixed tag team match with a drawing and everything for it. Johnny and Candice impromptu versus Kushida and Shotzi. Kushida and Shotzi get the win over the way here. Really, really cool shit. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Not bad. Okay. Cool. NXT spit or swallow. Ah, uh, gotta swallow NXT. I'll swallow every it. Single time. Yeah. It's very rarely that I've ever spit NXT. I know I'm biased, but it's very rare I spit NXT. I've well, gargled on this side at least sometimes. You're. I know in your heart of hearts, Vince, you're always gonna be the NXT guy, but you're not really the NXT guy anymore. That's you're covering everything now, so you don't need to have the bias. Oh, well, it's it's not like a bias that like I do on purpose or for gimmick-wise. It's just like I'm just being genuinely honest. It's very hard for me to spit an NXT episode. For the most part, there's something there I like, or for the majority, I like what they give me in the two hours they presented on USA. 
I just don't want you to feel like you're just just the NXT guy anymore. Oh no, I'm not the NXT guy, but I'm I am the NXT Mark on the show. Yeah. All right, let's roll into SmackDown. We kick it off with Roman and company calling Adam Pierce down to the carpet because they have to remind him of what happened over the last two weeks that they are unhappy with him for making the match between Kevin Owens and Jey Uso. And uh, then Roman creepily threatens him. Yo, uh, so I got to SmackDown late, and when I started this off, like I, I turned it on and Roman was in the middle of, so are you saying I'm stupid? Mm-hmm. And going on and on, giving him the Joe Pesci, you know, funny how. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to keep going. <laughs> oh, he's still going. Oh, so you saying, this, oh, you, oh, he's still, oh. And my favorite part of this whole thing was, damn what they were saying back and forth. My favorite part of this whole thing was Oos in the back just watching, looking like, ooh. <laughs> like, like the whole time looking like, oh, you done fucked up. Paul Heyman looked concerned as shit. (laughs) I don't know who he was concerned for. I'm assuming Adam Pierce, but he looked very concerned. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just the whole time, just Jay in the back, just like, oh, he gonna fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite tweet was, uh, we could have just stopped at Vince McMahon is stupid. You had something there. Why do we move past that? Wow. Um, He ends up letting him go for now. He says you're safe for now. Um, we roll into Biggie versus Apollo Cruz. Uh, can we talk about before we even talk about match? Can we talk about what happened there? Like, like technically, Apollo Cruz won. Didn't oh, he right. Didn't. Okay, we're on the okay. same page because my wife. Both said, shoulders were down, man. No, no, no. Apollo Cruz's shoulder was up. His far shoulder was clearly up. I'm just telling you what they said. I know what they said, but I went on Twitter and I was like, so y'all saw that, right? Like that was a clear three count. Like, why is what what's going on here? And then everyone's like, oh, dual champions or before they came back and restarted the match and they did what they did. And I'm like, what do you mean dual champions? Apollo pin Big E. What is dual championship? And I went and rewatched it. And I'm like, yeah, no, his shoulder was yeah, up when he yeah. started that pinfall. Yeah, they were supposed to make it look like they were both pin. Cruz blew that, but but the best, the, my favorite thing was though, like when he was like, "I'll make the rules, man. I'll make the rules." <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> Come on, pound it out with me, then. You know, Cruz slaps him, and Biggie's like, "Oh, okay, motherfucker, all right," and just proceeds to fuck him up. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, say that again. What were you gonna say? Oh no, no, I was yawning. <laughs> no, well, you were you started to say something earlier about Apollo Cruz and the the pin. Oh no, no, no! I was just basically like saying like he technically won. He technically won that whole thing. I the one note I will say is that they made Big E look kind of kind of sus at the end there. He's like, oh, you know, like. Travis was saying, like, oh, you know, I don't make the rules, you know, just taking that win. I'm like, you're trying to build this guy up as like a no nonsense, take on all comers type of baby phase. But he's like, oh, I'll take that cheap win, you know, unless we lead so, him towards a big E heel turn. I don't see where this well, it wasn't out. him taking a cheap win. Though. I don't even see it that way. I take it as, you know, it came out as a draw. And he was like, that's what they said it was a draw. What the fuck you want me to do? Yeah. Nah, I, I will kinda... say this I'm not a fan of the big ending. I love the big ending. Stop hating, RN. How does the big ending hurt your opponent? 
They're literally falling on you. How does the DDT hurt your opponent? You're dropping your head on the bed. Literally, Biggie picks a guy up and then falls backwards and just lets the guy land on top of his big, meaty chest, which like I'd be okay taking. I'm good with that. But how does that hurt your opponent or finish your opponent? Physics, man. I don't know. Somehow it works. He said physics. (laughs) All that muscle coming down on your chest and Adam in the area, you know, you Gotta hurt. I mean, Biggie does have a very solid chest, so yeah. yeah. Well, it looks uh, like also, he's comfy. You know, you don't know. You don't know what he's packing there. I'm just. My wife says it looks like he's packing a lot. Um, <laughs> packing a lot of meat. <laughs> also, Big Biggie talking shit <laughs> to Apollo Cruz at the end of the match. I'm so glad you got that. I'm so happy that somebody else listens to the New Day podcast. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> TC plays that clip on uh, Young Kings all the time. Big meaty man from the podcast. Um, no, it, <laughs> I'm you. shit to Apollo Cruz after the match. Yeah, after he beat him, doing his little dance and everything. Yeah, boy, I I could see a very successful heel run for Big E as a champion mm-hmm. with that kind of with that, uh, attitude. that kind of attitude. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. see what you mean. Like I told you, boy. Like whoo, you slapped me for. <laughs> Like man, and that's exactly what I was getting into with my point about him taking that easy win. It's like if this was a normal WWE baby face, he'd be like, "No, rematch that. Let's. I'll give you a rematch right here, right now. Let's have a like good, clean finish." No, that's kind of like him slowly leaning in the other direction, being like, "Oh, you know, shit. I don't have to work as hard." If you, know? you choose to see it that way, I just That's see I it as him. Yeah, yeah. I, I choose to see it as him being smart. Travis with those glasses on. I see enough. <laughs> uh, Sonya Deville returns, shows up along Adam Pierce, lets us know that she'll be working with Adam Pierce to see. We don't know what Adam Pierce really does or what his job title is. So it's really hard to say like what Sonya Deville is going to be working with him on. But I'm going to pretend that he is kind of like the GM and she's an assistant GM. I will say, Adam, you can't let her show up day one and outdo your suit game. You need to step that suit game up because she made you look bad. Definitely. Also, also, how is it that Billy Kay has been having her like resume tossed at everybody? She could have applied for this job, but he didn't want that job. She did want she Billy Kay wants any job right now. She's kind of like an unemployed person during COVID pandemic, man. She wants any kind of job. She needs something. Uh, she, she's away. still selective. You think she's not being selective, but she is. No, she's not. She's not. She got her resume to, to the virus squad and they got the win. She she wants winners. All right. She wants a winning job. I don't know. Man. I need Billy her respect down GM. Like Billy Kay is, is, is the move. I'm very curious as to what they're going to do with Sonya. If Sonya is not going to be wrestling, if she's just going to be in this role and Mm -hmm. why I haven't heard anything about her being injured or any reason why she wouldn't be wrestling. If this is just their way to get her back into a story where she does do something. I'm very interested in all of that. Yes. Um, I'm thinking it's probably just them, you know, getting her back on TV for some, some houses you can get them, get her into an angle where she's forced to get back into the ring and they can have her wrestling normally again. Or maybe like, it might just be like, hey, we want. Uh, do you want to come back? I'm like, yeah, but I want to wrestle. Yeah, I'm like, okay, what well, you're comfortable with? Oh, let's do this. You know, they maybe they were like brainstorming some ideas for her to be back on TV, 
but she's still not like all there about wrestling. Or maybe this is going to be a build towards something really cool. I just don't feel like WWE would be like, hey, we want you back. And she's like, yeah, but I don't want to wrestle. And they'd be like, okay, let's be super accommodating about that and find a spot for you to come in where you're not wrestling. I feel like they're very much, this is what I want to do. This is what we want to do with you. Oh, you're not okay doing with that? All right, we'll go find someone who is. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I feel like they have their moments where they're, they're very, like, human. Their human side comes out sometimes. No. That's all <laughs> fake. That's all for show. Uh, we got Bianca and Bailey talking shit backstage to each other. They both are entered into the Women's Royal Rumble. And uh, Bianca takes a shot at Bailey's title run and how she kind of screwed that up before she walks off screen. We thinking Bianca's winning this rumble? I wouldn't be surprised if she does. I'm not she's picking there. her, but I'm, I'm I'm saying if she does, it wouldn't shock me. She's uh she's final four. No, this uh, I don't have. Has Bianca and Billy have like a singles match? Um, have they have one? I think they have had a singles match, like a high profile one. Like I feel like they're building towards. Yeah, I must say I don't remember that happening. Yeah, it may be a thing where they um they collide in the rumble. I don't. I, I, that I don't leads to an actual match. I don't think that will win. This is what I'm predicting right now, and it's, it's spitballing off the top of my head. Is Sasha, Carmella, Bailey, Bianca, Fatal Four Way Women's Match at WrestleMania? Uh, Bianca and Bailey, uh, either Bianca eliminates Bailey or vice versa, but one of them, if not both of them, are going to be in the final four to like be credible enough to be in that title program. I think uh, it's definitely going to be uh, Rhea Ripley winning the Rumble. I feel like that's. Really? I I am uh, wholeheartedly believe that she's winning the Royal Rumble. I mean, she is blonde and white, so I do see that happening. Interesting thought, yeah. Uh, speaking of blonde white people getting over, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Rudolph, defeat. Are you okay? I got so excited about celebrating the Rudolph as Tag Team Champions, I dropped my You Suck Kurt Angle mug. Defeat the Street Profits. Profits are down. That's a sentence I never thought I'd hear. Celebrating Rudolph winning the tag team titles, I got excited. And dropped my my, my you suck mug. <laughs> like, all that together is just like, okay. It's a, it's a real thing. I believe you. I When this I'm match started. You're happy. I thought this was going to be a thing where, you know, when you look at this team, everybody's all about Montez Ford. But I thought this was going to be their chance to, like, you know, have Angelo Dawkins show, like, yo, I can be a big part of this thing, too. I'm, like, I'm important, too. I can hold my own, too, in this thing. It's not all Montez Ford, and that's not what they gave us. So it was just like, Ugh. No, they tuckered him. Yeah. I am 100% happy about Rudolph being tag team champions. I've been behind this tag team for a good minute now. They've be, been gelling and morphing into a national tag team. I just say, yeah, them coming out having, you know, matching gear and the jackets the, and all that. I'm just the like. Minute, the minute they came out with matching jackets and, and Robert Rude had pink gear on, I was like, that's perfect. They're a tag team. Give them the titles. I like Street Profits, but something about them on main roster, they feel very watered down and very gimmicky. And there's just something about them that sometimes they just like, I, I need a break from you. It's kind of like that part, like friend you have that you love, but you can only deal with them only so much. Yeah, I can I only deal with Matt like once they, a week. 
I honestly feel like they toned down the Street Profits gimmick on the main roster. You don't have the gold chains anymore. Obviously, there's no crowd to run through, but I feel like they've definitely toned down the street, the gimmicky part of the Street Profits. No, but that's what um, made them them. That's what I like. Well, the whole running through the crowd thing, they kept doing that while they still had a crowd. It was yeah. just when we went to the, you know, with no crowds that they stopped. No, but they wouldn't do that on the next seat. They'd only do that for big time matches. And that's the thing. It's like, I, I don't know. It's just. I never something. saw them on NXT. So. So the what they, I liked about them is they legit just felt like two cool dudes just being on NXT. Being on NXT, they were a tag team. And when they needed to get serious, they get serious. It's just, I feel like they get too goofy on main roster. Like the whole like New Year's prediction stuff was terrible. Yeah, the New Year's resolution no. stuff that was terrible. They're very hit or miss backstage with their promo shit. Honestly, I feel like I miss them being the Muppets, the the announcer guy, like the like the announcer guys from the Muppets on Monday Night Raw. I felt like that was a better role for them than this, like in terms of how they were using them. Like wrestling wise, they're good. Like they're doing what they're supposed to do with them. It's just I don't know. It's just something about them on my main roster. I'm just not clicking with. I would like Rudolph to either use Bobby Roode's music or get new music because I do not, I never need to hear Dolph Ziggler's theme song again. Yeah. They, uh, I, think I, I, can, was, I uh, can feel that. Yeah. I'm, I'm over it too. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, no. They definitely need to have a tag team. You've got Glorious sitting there and instead, and I'm, I'm guessing Glorious falls under the same fucking bullshit as the other shit, which is why they're doing it this way. But like, mm-hmm. fuck. That they don't own, but for some reason they own and can claim it on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Um, Carmella promo, spitting facts about how much better she is than Sasha. More talented. Loved it. Whatever, nigga. (laughs) Okay. Um, Adam Pierce gets added to the gauntlet match by Paul Heyman, unwillingly added to the gauntlet match. We all know how this is going to end. I knew how it was going to end as soon as they did it. I knew where this was going. It was going one of two ways. Either Adam Pierce was starting off in the gauntlet match or he was finishing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Kay joins the Riot Squad. She has added uh, that she Must. can be punk. She listens to Blink-182 and she added mosh pitting to her resume. So you were telling me, Travis, that she would rather, or I'm sorry, Vince, you're telling me, Vince, which one of you said, no, Travis, you said she wanted to be successful. Mm-hmm. That's why she turned on the gym. So you're telling me, as opposed to running the show, she would rather be a part of the riot squad. Yeah, you see what Adam Pierce goes through, man. It's a thankless job. I don't know, man. I just. I, you want to be Adam Pierce or you want to be Paul Heyman? I would okay. I don't know if I want to deal with Roman like that on a regular basis. Not this Roman. Success. He's successful though. I'll do a lot of shady shit if you pay me. So (laughs) oh okay. At least I know that side of you, Matt. Everybody's got a price. Unfortunately. Then we got the gauntlet match, our main event. They really put Shinsuke Nakamura over here. There was one thing missing. One very important thing missing. When Shinsuke hit the Kinshasa, we did not get 
Corey Gray screaming it when he did it. And that bothered me. Mm. Every time he hits it, I'm supposed to hear Corey Graves go, King Shasa! Every time. And he doesn't do it this match, and it bothers me. Mm. I actually didn't notice that. Oh, I did. I was just more lost in the moment, to be honest. I would have been if I wasn't waiting to hear it the whole match. Like Every time Shinsuke's in the ring, I wait for Corey Graves to do that. Like It is my favorite part of any Shinsuke match. (laughs) They they really seem to push Shinsuke back into this upper singles role. I mean, he beat yeah. he beat Rey Mysterio, he beat Baron Corbin, he beat Daniel Bryan. It's where he belongs. Yeah, and I was asking myself this question because I didn't fully watch SmackDown last week. I'm like, did they break up Nakamura and Cesaro last week, and he turned babyface? And because I going into this match, it's to me, the only logical people that could win this would be Daniel Bryan or Rey Mysterio because they're the only baby faces. But in this match, they they turned Nakamura into a baby face. Mm-hmm. He, he he goes over on Rey Mysterio in a great way. He taps him out. Then he goes against King Corbin. King Corbin is attacking Rey Mysterio. So this is where I got confused. Okay, two heels against each other. WWE doesn't usually do this. But in that match... Within this match, they did more for Nakamura in this match than they did the entire two years in his main roster run. He won the Royal Rumble. What did that accomplish? You put him in the main event of WrestleMania. Winning the the Royal Rumble is a bigger accomplishment than losing a gauntlet match on SmackDown. I I didn't say it was a bigger accomplishment. I said that this gauntlet match, they did more for Nakamura in this one gauntlet match that they did in his entire career. How does not how does winning the Royal Rumble not do more for you? Then this they didn't gauntlet match. do anything with Nakamura afterwards. They put him into a well, they haven't had a chance to do anything with him after this yet, so who knows if they did. <laughs> Very true. This could I, be another Royal Rumble. I also will say this is probably the best. I don't know what the fuck got into Nakamura on SmackDown. This is the best I've seen Nakamura since his debut match with Sami Zayn. Even some of his NXT stuff I felt like was eh. But this is the most enthusiastic he's been. Maybe it's because he knew he was going to have a basically a singles match with Daniel Bryan, and that's the reason he signed with WWE. People forget the main reason and one of the reasons he signed with WWE was so he could have a match with Daniel Bryan. So I don't know if he knew he was going to get that. I don't, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know what's going on, but maybe it's Roman, too, because we heard Roman and Kevin Owens kind of have a little like leeway here, Roman specifically, next thing Damian Priest coming up. Maybe this is kind of like Daniel Bryan handpicking Drew Gulak and other wrestlers. SmackDown seems to have a little bit more freedom, especially the top guys. Maybe Roman here decided, I like Shin. I'm going to put over Shin. We're going to slowly build Shin up to be the guy to face me, either at Mania or at the pay-per-view before Mania or at the Rumble. I don't see him being the guy to face him at Mania, I'll be honest with you. Um, I feel like it has to be Daniel. I love how so many of y'all seem to think that these guys on the roster have control over other people's career, but it's cool. Go ahead. Keep going. No, I'm just basically saying he's like out here. Like, no, I'm even talking about earlier when we were talking about how like, yeah, they wanted to bring priest up and Roman said, no, what the fuck do you think? That was the rumor. That was, yeah, it is bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. No, they're still bringing him up. He just (laughs) said like, oh no, in terms of this specific way. Being Kevin Owens' best friend to even the odds. It makes no sense. Kevin Owens is right. It makes no sense. Yeah, Kevin Owens' best friend is Sami Zayn. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Um, 
That doesn't mean Roman had anything to do with that. (laughs) Roman and Jay and Paul come out, stare down Shinsuke. Paul goes in the back, brings out Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce goes down to the ring, stands outside while Jay and Roman beat the dog shit out of Shinsuke. He gets in the ring. Jay super kicks him. The bell rings. Jay stands there confused as to what he's supposed to do next. Apparently, they didn't cover what was happening before they came out and said, Hey, you got to make sure that Adam Pierce gets the win here. Cause Jay's just like looking around. Uh, he's waiting for to get told what to do. Like he should. <laughs> he gets told to drag Adam Pierce over and put him in the cover. Adam Pierce gets covered. Roman. Uh, he doesn't really threaten, but he intimidates. That's what I'm looking for. Intimidates the ref to count the one, two, three. Adam Pierce is the number one contender. For the WWE Championship going into the go ahead. No, we were just talking about uh Vince is not happy or doesn't know how to feel about Adam Pierce being the guy going into the Royal Rumble to face Roman Reigns for the title. It's uh it's if it happens, it's gonna be something quick that doesn't gonna it's, isn't gonna last long. It they're gonna be another Roman's gonna have like two matches, or that match is not happening. No, that so match is going to happen, and then The Rock is going to show up. The Dude, Rock please. is not coming, Travis. Don't, 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 don't say I'm telling that. you now. Please, please, The Rock's Travis. not coming. Don't give me hope. Rock as Hawk, as versus Hawkeye Reigns at WrestleMania. As Hawkeye 2022. Wins. 2021, sir. No, no, no. no. Rock doesn't want to do it until 2022. He's saying that just to fuck with y'all. I need y'all to have a little more faith in the great one, all right? I, you know how I feel about this man that doesn't show up to work. That man shows up to work every day. That's why he's the, the man highest paid said, actor in Hollywood. I am never going to leave you again and then didn't show up for like five years. <laughs> That's true. He's exaggerating, but okay. Um, nah, man. Just like Hawkeye said, man, please don't give me hope. Like unless uh, unless you can actually manifest this, don't give me hope. If you put all that negativity over there, we can do that. I'm a swallow man. Shinsuke Nakamura looked amazing, and Billy Kay. Anytime I see Billy Kay, is a win. And then Rudolph won the tag titles. I dropped my you sucker angle mug for Rudolph. This is a swallow for me. Swallow I'll swallow it too. twice if I have to. Yeah, I'll swallow. I enjoyed the whole show tonight. Uh, thoroughly entertaining. SmackDown is. Uh, really just been good the last few weeks um vince what was your favorite show this week smackdown smackdown was your favorite show this week yeah smackdown was my favorite show this week travis i concur smackdown all right well i guess smackdown is technically the best show of the week even though i personally am going to give it to new year's evil over smackdown yeah well you know you got you got dexter lewis's dick in your mouth that makes sense (laughs) <laughs> I'm not complaining about it either, Travis. Oh, I know. I know. You should not apologize for it. <laughs> not even a little bit. Uh, no, they I, they gave me better matches than SmackDown did. The main event was a banger. It's, I, I got to go with NXT, New Year's Evil. It was a special show. Yeah, it was really good, honestly. But maybe I was a little bit tainted for me because I had to, like, watch it in pieces. So I didn't sit there and watch it live. I feel like if I watched it live with SmackDown, maybe my, I have a different tune, but what get, SmackDown gave me 
was amazing. I enjoyed every single bit of it. I don't think there was a dull moment in SmackDown where I did, disliked. Fair enough. So you guys hear it here. The SmackDown Raw best show of the week is officially SmackDown, even though I dispute that. Uh, Vince, please plug your socials, plug uh, your sister's stickers, and then plug yourself on camera for everyone. Uh, we've all been waiting to see it. Uh, for sure, for sure. So, um, like I said, you guys can follow me on social media at SES Vince on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, like Matt mentioned, he, uh, I go ahead and uh, check out my sister's stuff. She does some great work. She does stickers, prints, like all this amazing stuff. Go check out, I think it's a big cartel slash punk by nature. You can find her on Twitter, punk by nature, at punk by nature with two E's at the end. That's very key. That's very important. Or on Instagram, follow the Instagram page, which is punk by arts. Fantastic stuff. She just recently came out with a Shotzi black car sticker, which Matt mentioned that he copped himself. And since I'm her brother, I get free shit. So I don't, but I, but I do help her out when she needs some stuff. So uh, there's. Some you think I gave the guy a job? He could send me a free sticker, but you know. I mean, I'll I'll drive it to you, man. Just give me your address. I'll personally mail it to you. I already paid for it, Vince. It's too late now. That's, well, next time, just send me, just cash at, cash at me the money, I'll Listen, and I'll bring it to you. Travis won't give me his OnlyFans for free. I don't expect you to give me free stickers from your sister. It is what it is. Nah, man, I got you. I ain't Travis. I don't hold off on the goods. I got you. Friends with benefits. That's what I like to say. <laughs> Not, good but, at uh, something, never give it away for free. Oh, who said I was good at it? <laughs> you assuming I'm good Touché. at it. Touche. Touche. You assuming things. <laughs> Travis. Uh but yeah, just uh that's basically all I gotta plug. Um uh, I I do my own side project podcast, uh, but it's on hold for the time being. It might be resuscitated or it might not be. We'll see. Only time will tell. It won't be. Uh um, five years before before it comes back, <laughs> yeah. just like the rock. <laughs> you guys can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the creation world. That is at T H E C R E A T I A World. You guys can find Travis on Twitter and Instagram at Sir Cusselot. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. You guys can find me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. You guys can also find on Twitter at Smacking It Raw Pod. Uh, no G in there. Smacking It Raw Pod. Uh, please go follow that. My plan is once I get the follower count up enough, I'm going to transition most of the podcast-related material there and more of my personal opinions on my personal podcast or on my personal yes. Twitter. So we'll have an official Smack and Raw pod Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. So please do that. Also, Facebook, facebook.com slash creation world, facebook.com slash groups slash Smack and Raw, and facebook.com slash groups slash super flashy arrow of tomorrow. You just posted something in super flashy arrow, Travis? I posted a few things. Um, just It's mostly Arrowverse news, though. It's, you know. Possible crossovers happening, confirming shows not happening, you know. So you're updating people who may have missed it on what's going on while the podcast is not currently going on. Right. But which Batwoman comes back. To go check out that group. Yes, but Batwoman comes back next Sunday, which means Super Flashy is also returning. There you go. And there's a new creation conversation out or newish. Yeah, last week. Christmas. Mm -hmm. So guys, please go check that out. And going forward, the Smackin' Raw podcast will be Matt and Vince and Travis when he feels like coming by. 
<laughs> for sure. It'll be about, you know, maybe once a month or so. You know, it'll be a little special thing. I come in, you know, sprinkle a little little black boy joy here. And then, okay, you know, John Cena. Sprinkle a little black boy joy. We got anything? Oh, Pornhub. What's going on, Pornhub? I still don't know. They're still, they're making changes. They haven't really confirmed anything yet. We, I'm working on it. Because they took all our shit down, so now I got to go on and say we're the number one podcast not currently on Pornhub. Yeah, We're yeah. Not currently on Pornhub, but some crazy shits down. going on with Pornhub. It's like it, on one hand, it's like I understand it, I get it. On the other hand, I'm just like it's also kind of witch honey, so it's it's weird. But you know, yeah. All right, well, for Sir Cussle, Travis Pointer, and Sexy Vince Delgado, I am the Warden Mad Ritter. We are smacking raw, and we are the number one wrestling podcast not currently on Pornhub. Peace, yes, sir. Later.